If you want to support our podcast financially, please visit patreon.com slash IIMBSB. Also, email us with questions or ideas at ifimaypodcast at gmail.com. In today's episode, we return to relationship advice subreddit to discuss a few different cases of relational strife. Some themes are, what do you do when everyone thinks your boyfriend is ugly? And when you spot your partner being overly affectionate with your sister, where do you begin? Welcome to If I May Be So Bold, a podcast about relationships. The ones we have with others, the one we have with ourselves. And given that Dan and I are a couple, you're going to be hearing about our relationship too. I'm Dan Epstein, a recording artist, former opera singer, and relational coach. I'm Justin Waring Crane, a therapist, recovering perfectionist, and karaoke star. I did want to read um, an email that came in from uh, Rebecca, who happens to be a friend of our last guest, Hannah Smith. And um, she said, first off, I so, so love the episode of the pod y'all did with Hannah. I left Hannah a voice note about it, but I was having a, a weird morning last week. And then I put the episode on while I went for a walk and it totally turned my mood around. And the preamble you and Justin did at the beginning of the episode about the past month you've had was so beautiful. The space y'all create to normalize conversations about our different emotional states and that it's completely normal to move between those states within any given day, week, month, season was so refreshing. Thanks, Rebecca. styles in concert um which was life-changing dream come true um is it true he's british um he kept saying los angeles (laughs) (laughs) which i was like oh like that's like a specific kind of accent um he said it like multiple times. That's great. <laughs> which is kind that of makes fun. me like him more. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just he, a bloke. He pranced and danced around. He was skipping around wildly, um, but it was his Olivia first wildly. Oh my god! It was his first show back um, after having the flu, so you know he's probably still in recovery from that. Um, and he was singing all the low harmonies of things. <laughs> like the bass line? <laughs> no, 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 not the lowest low, but like for Adore You. No, wait, that's, uh, anyway, um, you know, and Adore You, how the chorus is like, Honey, I walk through fire for you. Yeah. He was singing like, walk through fire for you. Yeah. Just send me. I was like, you know, as a singer, I respect that. 
he was really <laughs> protecting his voce um, <laughs> in a way that I can really relate to. So um, it was ecstasy. Um, I cried when he was singing Golden. It was just like the singer, this artist has meant so much to me. And I just, um, he doesn't even know I exist. So yeah, just seeing him in the flesh was was cool. He looked exactly like I thought he would. Um, and I just didn't think I was going to get to, to see Harry Styles, mm. um, because you know, when these tickets went on sale, they either sold out right away or like the only seats that were available were like a thousand dollars or something. And, um, then my lovely friend texted me and was like, do you want to go see Harry Styles tomorrow? And I said, do I, do I want to, ah, anyway, um, so that's where I'm coming from. How to just like, you know, a good week, but a tiring week. How are you doing, babe? Um, I hear the washing machine and like when it gets really going, it like bangs against the wall. Oh, and it yeah. always makes me think of that scene in Little Children where they have sex on the laundry machine. Oh, yeah. But that is that the Kate Winslet movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm pretty good. Been a little creatively blocked, but got some song ideas. Um, I'm back on the pickleball court, et cetera. Yeah. Back and better than ever, huh? Dan said to me the other day, I haven't lost a game in a while, babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I saw a doctor for the strain. I have a groin strain. And, uh, so it was like, you know, she was just like really appealing, like woman in her probably, probably my age, probably like mid to late thirties. And, uh, you know, she's like inspecting my groin. Um, <laughs> lucky lady. And, uh, I was like, yeah, I've been back in the gym, you know, lifting and, uh, you know, I play pickleball too. And she was like. She's like, oh, okay. She was like, my dad is, uh, he is an avid pickleballer. He loves it. And uh, she was like, yeah. She's like, where do you play? I think he plays at um, at Allendale. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably know him. And uh, she was like, oh, okay. She was like, do you know, do you know Sean? And like, Man, I was like, Sean, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> like, that is my guy. We love you, Sean. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, I mean, I just, I can't wait to release my essay about pickleball. Yeah. Coming in January 2023. We are going to do our, a couple of reactions to Hell yeah. relationship advice, uh, Reddit posts. But first I wanted to, um, read basically a summary of it's from this roundup list called the best Reddit relationship threads of all time from complex 
Um, anyway, I want to read one of these because I thought it was super funny. And then we can read our relationship advice posts and, and give our takes um, that nobody asked for or will ever um, yeah, it's our sick little, here. it's our sick <laughs> okay. little fetish. Okay. Uh, this, so before we do that, we're going to showcase, um, one of these best relationship, uh, Reddit posts of all time. This one was coming in at number seven. I think we're at, this was like a top 10 list. So at number seven, um, this author, Kevin Wong, um, called this post she towers over me okay okay so kevin writes um in this in this post that someone wrote on relationship subreddit a man is insecure because when his girlfriend wears heels she's taller than him the entire community rides him mercilessly and calls him an insecure fool dude you have a statuesque girlfriend who isn't hung up on what other people think you've won The best response, though, was this one. I've got a girlfriend who has way nicer hair than me. I'm a bald guy who shaves my head regularly, but my girlfriend has thick, beautiful, shoulder-length black hair that she insists on getting stylishly cut. I've brought up the issue a couple of times, casually implying that she might consider shaving her head to avoid making me appear balder, but she claims it's normal. Feeling afraid I'll be cut out of social circles or stranded at parties when things get hairy. In other words, the community treated this concern with the lack of seriousness it deserved. That's a fun one. Okay. Oh, you, you, keep, you get more, right? There's more. Let oh, me okay. see if there's any I want to share. Any more I want to share. That just reminds me of um, that that season of that podcast um, scene on radio, which I love. The one about um, misogyny and gender. Um, do you remember this, the no. like a uh, womb envy thing or like birth envy that like no. historically, like when people like way back when, um, before like, you know, we lived in cities and stuff. So in this episode of, um, of seen on radio, which is amazing. All this, all the seasons are really good. John Bewin says, quote, but there is evidence that if we're talking about how we got this thing, you know, maybe the original motives for patriarchy there is evidence that was diff- that that was different in at least some hunter-gatherer societies. Mel Connor told me about cultures in which the husbands of pregnant women eat plants that make them constipated. So when the woman goes into labor, the dad goes out into the bush and struggles and strains to push out a heroic poop, and then he comes back <laughs> and reports he gave birth to a stillborn baby, end quote. I mean... <laughs> If that doesn't inspire <laughs> modern men to, uh, I mean, I'm just picturing. I, I'm, like, I'm trying to put myself in that situation as being a woman in I don't even okay a hunter gatherer society. Picturing that, sure. And then it's like my husband. <laughs> it's like oh, you're going into labor. I now I'm also going into a labor of my own. Mm-hmm. And then is he bringing the sh- the turd back with him? Or oh. is, is he, ju- he's just reporting. No, he's reporting. I gave birth to a stillborn baby. Yeah. <laughs> what if every time I went and took a shit, I came back and was like, 
just had a stillbirth. Oh my God. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. I don't know how we got here, but I love it here. Water's warm. Let's, uh, dive into some relationship advice. Yeah. Okay. I just sent you one. Maybe you could. I read it. You could read it or read part of it and then popcorn it to me. Okay. Um, no, I think one of us should read the whole thing if we're doing it. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. This one is called 35 female. My, uh, this is the headline. Yeah. 35 female. My husband, 37 male said something weird to my sister, 32 female. My husband and I have been married for two years now and things are not perfect. We're both type A personalities with six figure jobs and very big egos. We both really like to win, and when we disagree, it can be very difficult to resolve. We are trying to be better, and we do love each other deeply. Neither one of us wants a divorce, and we want things to work. We get each other like nobody else does. My husband and sister are very close. When she found out we were getting married, she was overjoyed. They text each other frequently and are always very happy to see each other. We recently took a family trip to a beach house. My siblings were there, their spouses, my parents, my nieces and nephews, and me and my husband. I was tired after dinner. I decided to lay down. I woke up. It was late. My husband wasn't in bed. I walked out of the room and saw my sister and husband on the couch. She had her feet in his lap and they were talking softly. I know I... I know I shouldn't have, but I hung back to see if I could hear anything. My sister asked a question that I couldn't really hear but seemed to be struggling to phrase. My husband said yes, yes, the answer is yes, and yes, the answer is no. She replied, I know. I went back in our room, and at that point I've been reeling ever since. I'm worried about what they were saying, but I'm scared to say I was eavesdropping. I never saw them that close before, and it seemed like crossing a line. Do I tell him not to talk to her anymore? Do I ask her what what was said? I feel like no matter what I do, I look crazy. Then it says TLDR. What does that mean? Too long didn't read. Oh, too long didn't read. Found my husband quasi cuddling with my sister and overheard a very cryptic exchange. No idea what to do now. Edit. What? Oh, no, you don't read that part. I think it was a typo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like an old fogey being like, is that what TLDR is? I don't know about that shit. TLDR stands for. Too long, didn't read. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. This is a great one. Great choice. Yeah. What do you think about it? Okay. The first thing that's coming for me. So is- just to recap, if anyone got lost, the OP, which stands for original poster, is thirty-five female. Her husband, thirty-seven male, was seen on the couch after dinner. Everyone else is asleep with OP's sister, right? Yeah. Age 32, female. Mm-hmm. Um, her sister has her feet in her husband's lap mm-hmm. and they're talking softly. OP overhears something, but she can't really make any sense of it. She hangs back. She wants she, to listen closer. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is how it's striking to me 
that for so many people, when something uncomfortable arises, the first, and it has to do with someone in their life, the first response is, should I make a rule that you can't, like that so-and-so can't talk to him or you Mm. can't do this anymore? Like, what does it say that that Mm. is like for so many people, what they see when they're thinking about what to do about it? Like, that just seems, first of all, like not, like not the solution. Right. And like, also, even if you were going to draw a boundary, like it's not step one, (laughs) you know, like there's so much else to do Mm -hmm. when you're having an experience that's uncomfortable where you're feeling fear, where you're, you don't have enough information. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. It's it's funny because even though I, I read this a couple of times, I kind of missed that that question at the end where she asks, do I tell him, my husband, mm-hmm. not to talk to her anymore? Yeah. Do I ask her what was said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It seems like, okay, maybe I'll just fix this without figuring out any information that I mm-hmm. don't want to know. Right. Yeah. And, you know, what's notable to me is that the fact that this person saw them and their physicality, you know, was striking. It was not in like typical of how they usually behave when she's around. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think there's questions that she could ask, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and she doesn't have to say necessarily that she eavesdropped, first of all. She yeah. can if she wants. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be totally... If this was my friend and they were asking me what to do, I would say... Um, <laughs> I would say, hey... I, would, I, would, I think it's reasonable for you to say, hey, I noticed I saw you guys sitting. And you looked really comfortable together. And like, first of all, we don't know what that means, right? It could mean that they perceive this person, the protagonist, or the, what is it? The OP, original poster. um, That they perceive them to be jealous or like uh, rigid or, you know, they have some fear around upsetting or upsetting her. And so maybe they are on guard. Maybe they do have a loving relationship that doesn't mean they're sleeping together necessarily but like they wouldn't do that in front of her because of blah 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 Mm -hmm. and then this person could ask themselves if that were the case is that okay with you if it's just that like they actually do feel affectionate for each Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. towards each other right yeah that's a that's a place to start yeah 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 it's such a theme when she says i feel like no matter what i do i look crazy I think, you know, women are so worried about looking crazy, seeming crazy, being called crazy because that is often what happens. Um, Right. So it's hard if you're doing this calculus of like, what can I do that's not going to make me seem crazy? It's like people are going to call you crazy no matter what, because our society is like really misogynist and fucked up. So you can't really operate from that that standpoint it's like if and you're worried about seeming crazy to your sister and your husband Mm -hmm. like that's something weird going on in the relationship to me yeah i'm curious for for her 
why it was relevant to include the fact that they're both type A and they're competitive. Like that's where she started. Like that, that didn't really in an obvious way factor into the story itself. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So she said, um, in the very beginning, she says, my husband and I are both type A personalities with six figure jobs and very big egos. We both really like to win. And when we disagree, it can be very difficult to resolve. Mm -hmm. So that feels important, but it's not, we're not able to connect the dots with the situation Mm -hmm. and why that's relevant. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. It Who could, knows? It could I'm so be curious. like, you know, it would feel vulnerable to display right. jealousy, right? Like talking about looking right. crazy or like yeah. fear around like, oh, like, am I going to have to be jealous of how you are with my sister? Mm-hmm. Do I, does that a threat to me? Mm-hmm. And then it's not about winning, you know, mm-hmm. it's about like sharing your feelings. Yeah. I wonder how how sharing feelings, what, how that looks in the relationship. It makes me so frustrated that like those things are lumped together so much. Like winning power is linked to not, not displaying vulnerability or like um, softness towards people, I guess. It's not the most articulately put, but do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like big ego, powerful, successful, like mm-hmm. is at odds with, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling concerned and like scared that might, something might be going on, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to connect with you about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't, it seems like, I wonder if that, yeah, is not part of the culture of their relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it sounds like maybe not. Mm. Well, best of luck to you guys. Um, okay. I'll read this to you. This is from user Prune and Potato Cake. Title, everyone thinks my boyfriend is ugly. Mm. Everyone has always let me know how ugly my boyfriend is. This wouldn't be a problem if it didn't make me see the features they are talking about. Had a couple of my friends meet him and they all told me how lucky he is to have me because of how he looks. I do find him attractive. My sister crops him out of photos (gasps) because she says, quote, he has a weird face, end quote. He has expressed to me too that he worries I'll realize one day I can do better than him and leave. Someone saw him and said, why do pretty brown girls always settle for unattractive white men? Quote, there are small things that would greatly improve his appearance, but he doesn't seem that interested in doing them. I would never ask him to change that about himself either. I guess my attraction to him is just slowly dwindling. Can't vent to my boyfriend about it because it'll just make him insecure. (laughs) can't vent to family and friends about it because they are the ones saying this about him. It would just be nice for someone to validate what I see in him. Edit. For those of you saying that I'm shitty for letting this affect me, you don't understand the background I come from. I have very strict controlling parents that have had an opinion on literally everything I do. I was raised by them to take absolutely everything they say to heart. 
Mm. My attraction to him hasn't changed. It's only made me notice the things people say about him, which is contradicting, contradicting what she says earlier. Um, although I actually don't know. Oh, I'm assuming gender because she said her friend asked her, why do pretty brown girls always right. settle for unattractive white men? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> then she said earlier though, I guess my attraction to him is just slowly dwindling. Right. Two paragraphs later, she says, my attraction to him hasn't changed. Okay. It's only made me notice the things people say about him. He doesn't even know any of this because I have never once told him. I constantly lift him up and compliment him because I want him to be confident. Some of you are acting like you have never doubted any aspect of your relationship from being anxious. I'm only venting because it bums me out and feels good to have people like your partner. It doesn't actually change anything for my relationship. Also, all caps. I do stand up for him and tell them to stop. It doesn't make my family stop. It's hard that her Ooh. family's like saying how ugly he is. Yeah. Edit number two, fucking Christ. I just wanted to vent. His family makes extremely racist comments toward me oh. and have even called the police on me many times just what? for hanging out with him. I've never held that against him. No relationship is perfect. And people are seeing this through a very narrow scope. Jeez. Okay. I don't really know where to start with this yeah, one. Yeah, I like almost don't want to take the last part, but... Take it? What do you like, mean? Like include like it? Like address it, that part well, of it. Well, that one is really concerning. The, pa is. the fact that his family has called the police on her many what times. What the hell? How? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> That's <laughs> I don't have much to say about so this far out. I know so far like out of left field. I know. Um I mean this is about so much there's so many layers to this that yeah, I Yeah, there can't are possibly. some really good uh interesting things in this yeah. though. Um This situation sucks. Yeah. Sounds so hard. I think it's uh, I mean like I'm just thinking about like this first of all i think we can relate to the thing of like wanting people to see your partner and be like wow your partner's so attractive yeah of course because that's because it reflects well on you right right yeah totally or like you know people see like some actor and then their wife is like, you know, not a famous person mm -hmm. and maybe not necessarily like conventionally mm -hmm. so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it's like people like, you know, give side eye mm -hmm. to that. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. No, I don't know. I think people are so mean. It also. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. I was just going to say people are so mean and I'm just confused about the situation because it sounds like. OP um, is attracted to this person, but now is, is finding herself having these doubts because right. of everyone in her life, including her family, you know, mm -hmm. calling her boyfriend ugly and saying he looks weird and her asking them to stop. They don't stop. So obviously there's, you know, yeah, a boundary thing there happening that it's like, yeah. she's asked them to stop and they don't stop. And then she does, we don't know what, maybe just continues to, to take it. So then it's like, that's, 
there hasn't been a boundary put in place. Um, yeah. So. And like, yeah, that, like, think about that. The, the toll of people in your life telling you like, you're better looking than this person, like you're underachieving, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's like such a leap. Yeah. And it strikes me as just very capitalist that like, you know, the person that you date should be the maximum attractiveness, you know, you can yeah. find yeah. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And there's just, there's so many other like things other than like physical appearance that draw you to a person, you know? Right. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like it's affecting him. Yeah. Too. He's insecure about it. Yeah. So it's like for her, she kind of needs to, it sounds like she needs to process what it is for her. And if she's going to, you know, commit to this person because she's the way she was phrasing it was kind of like, I am starting to doubt or like, I feel like I need to like pump him up. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it affects us when he's feeling less confident is yeah. what I got from it. What was like the second sentence that we both kind of looked at each other the second one or the second early, time it was, it was early on and like at the beginning of this um this wouldn't be a problem if it didn't make me see the features they're talking about oh, that's a maybe. that's a kind of a weird sentence yeah it's like what you didn't see right. these features before well it's like and she's what? attracted to him but she's like oh now that you mention it like that isn't ideal for a uh, nose or whatever uh-huh. you know like Right. Then it's like, it, this reminds me of like kind of the stuff Martha Beck talks about in terms of your internal compass and like what feels good and like what you're drawn to, what feels like freedom to you. And then outside of that is the culture and like what you mm-hmm. think you should want. Um, what, uh, what, like what you ought to do because like a sort of based on fear. Mm-hmm. That's this is that's kind of striking me mm-hmm. with this situation. Yeah, this sounds like a a situation of being yeah torn between how you really feel, mm-hmm. and then being pulled in this other direction based mm-hmm. on all this external yeah. noise that you're getting from people in your life. Yeah, you know, and just like this natural, but also like very much societal, naturally natural in a societal way of like wanting to live your life so that other people covet what you have. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like wealth is such a big part of that. Right. Like we know that wealth, like more wealth doesn't make people happier, but like that doesn't change anything. Mm. Even though we know it doesn't change how people operate really. And that's our show. Thanks for joining us. Our music is by Nightlight. We self-produce this podcast, so please subscribe, rate, and review. It really helps.